This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. Today we continue with our subject about the blessing of the faithful. God blesses the faithful. And uh, we're going to be learning about heaven because that's the home of the faithful. All right, then it's part four. We have a lot of exciting things to study in part four and five, the last two parts in our series. Let's begin. Jesus told us in John chapter 4 and verse 24 that God is a spirit. Even so, in the spirit world, the Father God has a shape and a form. He has a body in the spirit world. The Bible talks about God's hands, God's arms, God's eyes, and the Bible talks about God's face. Just like angels have a shape and a form in the spirit world, they have a spiritual body in the spirit realm, not a physical body like we have, but they have a body. Paul the Apostle said when he was taken up to heaven that he couldn't tell whether he was in his body or not in his body, out of his body. He didn't know if his body was on earth or went to heaven. He did not know. He couldn't tell the difference. Which means that our spiritual body feels and looks like our physical body did in the prime of our physical life. Now, Paul must have spoken to people in heaven when he was there. And they all had bodies. And since we are created in the image and the likeness of God, then God also has a shape and a form and a body with a face in the realm of the spirit world. When we get to look upon the Father's face, we shall not be able to speak. Our brain will simply go into overload, and we will start receiving understanding of who God is in our spirit. Can we imagine what that would be like? We'll be so overcome by the glory of God and the understanding of who God is that we will be paralyzed and taken captive in God's presence. We just like that little bird caught in the eyes of a python, just mesmerized. We'll begin knowing God in our spirit. As we look upon Him, we'll begin to know Him and learn about Him. And even if we sat there for all eternity, we'd still not know close to all there is to know about Him. Think about that. As we sit and look at the Father in His presence, we'll start knowing who He is. It'll just be downloading But we'll sit there for all eternity if we wanted to and still not know close to all there is to know about the Father. Imagine a nuclear power plant with all that energy. Imagine standing in front of it. 
a power plant that drives a city like New York, a nuclear power station. Standing in its presence, the energy that will be in that plant. Now imagine the power at the throne of God, standing before the Father, because the power comes out of Him and it energizes all of the universe. It energizes all of creation. It keeps every atom going in everything that exists. Imagine standing in that presence. We just have no clue of what we're in for. Our capacity to understand, to know God, is nowhere big enough to know Him in all that He is. Our greatest experience in heaven will simply be to be in God's presence and gaze upon His majestic glory. That by far will be our greatest experience in heaven. We will worship God. Wherever we travel in heaven, we'll worship God. Whatever we look upon in heaven will cause us to give God thanks and praise. We'll walk around in absolute awe of everything we see, and we'll just keep praising God wherever we go for all that we see that He's made for us. As we go about our duties, we'll have duties, and we'll have responsibilities. And as we go about these in heaven, the joy of it all will cause our lips to continually praise God and give Him honor and glory. Just being able to do what He's called us to do. Heaven will not be one continuous church service. Some folks think that's all that heaven is. No, it's not even close. No, we will have life in heaven like we do on earth. We will live on the new earth as we do here in this earth. In all of our current beauty of this earth, having adventures and sports, so we will do in the new heaven. We'll carry out our responsibilities, mixing with friends, and we will enjoy our time with our family, with the Father, because we'll all be one family. We'll all be friends, but we'll all be one family with one Father. And uh, we'll be close, closer than ever imagined as a family. The things God gives us in this life, now in this life, like a beautiful home, a lovely car, a great job, a wonderful wife, beautiful children to enjoy, and sex in the marriage, to have a good meal in a nice restaurant, with our friends and our family, to enjoy sports and games, to watch South Africa play rugby with the All Blacks or with Australia on TV, to watch our children play sports, have the family around at Christmas time, 
all these wonderful things God has given to us to enjoy now. And so we will have similar things to do and enjoy in the new heaven and on the new earth. And all the things we do on this earth are supposed to create praise, generate worship and thanksgiving. And that's what's going to happen in heaven and on the new earth. We'll be continually thanking God and praising God for all the wonderful things we get to enjoy and do. Life in heaven is going to be beyond the wildest dreams of all of us. The beautiful birds with their wonderful colors, the wonderful flowers with all their beautiful colors. I just love flowers with all the bright yellow and red colors. The spectacular waterfalls, the beautiful rain on a nice hot summer day. These are things that we have here on earth which we should be praising God for. And I like to, and possibly have likes to. When we see a little deer walking down, we do here in, in our home here in San Antonio, we see deer walking around here from time to time. And when we see these little animals, we like to stop and look through the, the window and watch them and say, praise God. And it's going to be like that all the time in heaven. All right. And we see a squirrel. I love little squirrels. All right. Romans 8.32 He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall God not, with Christ, also freely give us all things? God freely gives us all things. Not only down here, but in heaven and the new earth as well. It's because of Christ that all these things are ours. And we should always remember that because all the glory belongs to our Father in heaven. Amen? This is how it is going to be in heaven. Only magnified a million trillion times. Much more beautiful, more spectacular, Things that we can't even imagine. Life in heaven will be like life on earth, but just multiplied that by millions or trillions of times so much better. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So the Bible tells us you can't even begin to imagine. Your imagination, child of God, is not capable of stretching to the point of understanding or grasping what heaven's like. The new heaven and the new earth. All right, so what we eat in heaven, will we drink on the new earth? Luke 22, verse 29, New Living Translation. Jesus said, And just as my Father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in that kingdom. 
and you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So here Jesus is saying that we will eat with him and drink with him at his table in heaven. If Jesus ate in his resurrected body, and we are going to have a body just like his, then we will be able to eat in heaven as well. Because we'll have a body just like his. Jesus ate with his disciples after his resurrection. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take these weak mortal bodies of ours and change them into glorious bodies like his own. Wow. Will we have rest in heaven? Revelation 14, 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit. They are blessed indeed, for they will rest from all their toils and trials, for their good deeds follow them. Yes, we will have rest in heaven from all the stress of this life. Whatever we do in heaven will be stress-free. Stress-free, praise God. Yes, we'll rest in heaven, as I said before. And our good deeds will follow us. With all my heart, I believe that we will see throughout eternity the good deeds we've done. They'll be on display, and they'll cause everybody that sees it to praise God. All right, will we work in the new heaven and on the new earth? Will we work? Will we have responsibilities and duties and jobs to do. Let's go to Genesis 2.15 from the New Living Translation. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and care for it. Watch that. To tend and care for it. That means God gave him the task, the job responsibility of turn the soil, making sure that all the trees and plants and whatever they were there in the Garden of Eden was growing beautifully. Now this was before they sinned, before the curse came upon the earth. They worked in the garden in that wonderful atmosphere, those, all those colored birds and, and animals that talked to you, lions that licked you, and, 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 and all the colorful flowers and all the delicious fruits. So wonderful. I don't know why Adam had to go and eat that forbidden fruit, but nevertheless, they were told to look after the garden. So they worked in the garden in that wonderful atmosphere. In Genesis 1, 26, then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God gave authority to Adam and Eve 
to be in charge. That means they had to manage all that. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Only two genders. 28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. There's somebody watching right now, and you're praying about whether to have a child or not. God said, Multiply. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, of the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion. That means rule. Take charge. Manage. So yes, Adam and Eve had responsibilities before they sinned. And that was God's plan before man sinned and after as well. And that's God's heart has never changed. Matthew 25, verse 23. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So here again now, this is talking about believers arriving at the gates of heaven. And Jesus meets them and says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over the few things I gave you. I'll make you ruler over many things. That means you'll have work to do. You'll have responsibilities. You'll be managing and organizing. That's what that is. Work brings fulfillment, a sense of accomplishment. It brings praise to God when we receive our wages. Work also brings God praise when we accomplish it with excellence. And uh, when we complete our assignment and receive a reward, there's every reason to believe that we will work in heaven. There will be all sorts of industry and activity and work in heaven. There will be production of many different things on a new earth that are similar to that of the current earth. And other things that will be very different will be manufactured that we've never seen on this earth. Can we imagine how much more we will produce? How much more we will invent, create, and build? in the new heaven and on the new earth. Without the corruption of sin, without jealousy or greed or pride, working in harmony, we will work with God's anointing. We'll work, we'll work in unity and harmony. What mankind will achieve in the new heaven and the new earth will be totally incredible. If we think man has achieved anything in this world, it's nothing in comparison to what man is going to do in the new earth. God has put creativity and inventions into the heart of the believer. 
This will not cease when we get to heaven. Because this is the nature of God that's in us. To invent, to create, to develop, to work. All right. When we have our homes to live in in heaven. All right. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Yes, there will be homes for us to dwell in in heaven. I'm reminded of my grandfather, who died when I was about 10 years old. And he accepted Christ as his Savior on his deathbed. Now, while he was dying, he was going in and out of consciousness. And my grandmother was sitting next to him. My father and mother were in the room. And he described his little cottage he was going to live in, his house. He had not laid up any treasure in heaven because he died on his deathbed. Thank God he got saved right then. But he said, he spoke about his little cottage. He saw the trees, the beautiful flowers on the trees, the flowers in the yard, in the garden. He saw the beautiful birds. He described all that, the beautiful green grass. He told them about it. And he told my grandmother, he said, I'm going to wait for you in my little cottage. I'll see you soon. And that's when he died. My next question is, will the Lord Jesus ever visit us in our homes in heaven? In John 12, Jesus ate supper with Martha, with Lazarus and his disciples in their home. In their home. So why would he not come to our home in heaven and eat supper with us then? Since he can be in numerous places at the same time, his deity. And if he enjoys fellowshipping with his friends, as he did while on the earth, and he came to their homes, surely he'll come to our home and visit us, and we can invite our friends over as well. And we can sit down and fellowship with Jesus and eat with him. My next question is, will it be acceptable for us to enjoy fellowship with other Christians in heaven? The answer is absolutely. Some people think that all we want to do is sit at the throne and worship God. Well, that is something we want to do, and that will be the foremost uh, desire in our hearts. But yes, we will love doing other things as well, fellowshipping with our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. There will be no jealousy in heaven. And when we see Christians in heaven that we have never met, we will love them instantly. We'll praise God that we met them. And when we do, we'll know all about them, all about their past history, what they did for Jesus on the earth. And we'll rejoice together in all that was accomplished. 
praising God with our new friends. Remember what Jesus said to the man who asked him this question in Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Now, if God commanded us to love our brother and sister, then that would be not just while we're here, but for all eternity, obviously. So yes, we will fellowship and enjoy our fellowship, and we will love each other dearly wherever we meet in heaven. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 9. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy in the presence of God. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again. That desire to want to be with your brother and sister in Christ will never leave throughout eternity will feel that way. All right, another question I have is, will we know everybody in heaven? And the answer is yes. Luke 9, 28. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothing became dazzling white. Then two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. Now these people had, well, Moses had died, Elijah had not died, but they came back from heaven. They lived long before this incident. 33, as Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, this is wonderful. We will make three shrines, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, how did Peter know the names of Moses and Elijah? How did he recognize them? He had never seen them before. Sure, he'd heard of them, read about them, but he'd never seen them before. It is obvious that in the Spirit, we will know everybody in heaven. We all know their names and their whole life and all they did for Jesus while they were on the earth. When Mary fell pregnant with Jesus, she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and fell pregnant. She immediately went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth was already pregnant for six months. And when Mary, with Jesus in her womb, walked into Elizabeth's home, John the Baptist leapt for joy in the womb of his mother Elizabeth. 
How did he know that Jesus the Messiah came into the room? Because the Bible says he did. How did he know? Well, he's in the womb of his mother, but his spirit is there. John is there. His body and mind is not fully developed, but he's there in the womb. At conception, the spirit of the person enters the womb. And so at that age, John understood all these things. So yes, we will understand, I believe, all things when we get to heaven. Much more than we ever imagined about everybody, all the good things. The bad things will be washed away under the blood. They will not be remembered. Thank God for that. Amen. Well, family, now next weekend, we'll continue with our final part in our series. And we've got a lot more exciting things to talk about. And uh, we'll talk about eating in restaurants in heaven, sex in heaven. Will there be animals? Will your pets be in heaven? We'll talk about the battle of Armageddon, what that's going to be like. Christ coming to the earth to set up his kingdom. Oh, we've got so much to cover in part five, our final part. Don't miss it. Praise the Lord. All right, every head bowed and every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Theo, I need to be sure I'm going to heaven one day. Can you help me? I just realized I don't want to miss heaven. I don't know Jesus. But I certainly don't want to go to hell. Can you pray for me? Yes, I can. Say this little prayer after me. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross in my place. I ask you to forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins. Come into my heart and save my life. Thank you, Jesus. I declare you are the Lord of my life, and I'll live for you with all my heart until I see you face to face on that wonderful day in heaven. Amen. Well, if you said that, remember, be faithful to Jesus, and we will see you in glory. God bless. From me and Pastor Bev, we love you, and we are praying for you continually. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.